Did, hello, can you hear me now? <laughs> Sorry. There's always something that's got to go wrong with the microphone up, um, up here, otherwise it wouldn't be my sermon. So, What I was saying was that this week I was listening, trying to listen to a podcast from one of my favorite pastors, Craig Rochelle. And when I turned it on, it wasn't from him, it was from another pastor um, because he was on vacation. And I kind of got disappointed. I was like, man, I don't get to hear Craig. And it occurred to me that maybe that's what you think sometimes when I'm up here preaching. So I just want to encourage you that if you're a visitor here today, there'll be a new pastor up here next week preaching, so come on back. (laughs) Well, we're in John chapter 15 today. We're going to talk about the vine and the branches. Last week, uh, Pastor Don spoke to us about the Holy Spirit. Uh, Week before that, Pastor Matt talked about um, Jesus being the way, the truth, and the light. And then the week before that, Pastor Garen started our sermon series off, uh, sermon series of the upper room leading up to to Jesus' crucifixion. Pastor Garen talked to us about servanthood and um, serving, so, and about Jesus being the servant of all. So Jesus knew that his physical presence with the disciples was about to come to an end. And he knew that they were going to need to know their position with God and what God expected of them in the coming days and weeks and months. So he consciously was filling their mind with stories, with images. Um, He used objects and customs of the day to fill their minds and give them illustrations of of spiritual truths. So um, let's look at John chapter 15, 1 through 17 this morning. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me, that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me, and I in him, He will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command, love each other. Well, the commentaries say that most probably Jesus was talking about uh, grapevines in this illustration. So let me give you some facts about grapes this morning. Grapes are the most widely grown fruit in the world. 
Even today, grapes are central to Israel's national emblem. This one's very profound. Grapes are consumed in three popular forms, fresh, raisins, and wine. You might want to write that one down. Grapes grow in a multitude of colors, sizes, and flavors. The quality of a vine is only as good as the rooted stalk. Individual branches are grafted into a healthy, productive stalk. Vines are adaptable, but require attentive care, water, fertilizer, and pruning. New plants are pruned for three to five years to train them before they are allowed to produce a crop. Good roots produce for as many as a hundred years. Disease and lack of productivity can spread from dead branches to the healthy branches. Grapevines are good for smoking when you're in the woods when you're in junior high, but it's not good for your butt when your parents find out that you've done it. <laughs> now, kids, don't go smoke grapevine in the woods. I don't know who did that, but my dad can tell you after the sermon. Last but not least, in the Old Testament, Grapes symbolize Israel's fruitfulness in doing God's work on earth. So now that we have all of the facts about grapes, let's look at verse 15. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, then you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. It's pretty dramatic, right? Remain in me and I'll remain in me. But if you don't, apart from me, I can do nothing. Well, we have... Um, to take that into context, what was going on was Jesus was, in, thir in chapter 13, um, Jesus was having the Last Supper with his disciples. And what is the Last Supper? It's simply that. It's the last meal that Jesus had with his disciples. And then chapter 18 is leading to the cross. It's where Jesus gets arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, and um, he, w he was being led to be um, crucified. So chapter 15 is sandwiched in between those, and so we call it table talk. We call it dinner talk. And if I told you that it was going to be, if I sat you down with your friends and family and told you that it was going to be the last meal, there's holes in the stage and my heels keep falling through them, it was going to be the last meal that you ever had with your family, would you maybe think about what you were going to say to them? Would you maybe uh, want to impart to them how much you love them, what you think about them. Um, would you maybe want them to know some of the things um, that you've learned in life, some wisdom that you've gained um, in life? Um, that's, that's where we find this context. That's what Jesus was doing as he was preparing his disciples um, for when they would no longer be with him. And he uses the, the vine as an example, and he says... You're going to hear me say this over and over again. I am the vine, you are the branches. Remain in me and I will remain in you. Well, what does that look like? Let me illustrate very simply. Let's say that this is Jesus. It's full of life. Looks like it'll, looks like it'll bear fruit. Uh, it's got soil and fertilizer and water in it. It's very pretty, very green. And this is us. Not so attractive, huh? So it, it comes down to a choice, really. Do we want to be this, or do we want to be this? Option A, option B. Healthy, not healthy. 
kind of starting to sound like an optometrist now. I took Megan to the uh, optometrist the other day, and she was like, is A clear or B clear? B clear or A clear? Over and over. Poor little Megan. She was so confused. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, I wonder if she's even changing the little thing or if she's just getting amused by the fact that Megan's answering the same thing over and over again. Anyway, this is, this is, this is what we want to be like, my friends. But what happens is we attach ourselves to false vines. Let's say that this cup of water right here is a false vine. What we do is we just plop ourselves right down to it. We attach ourselves to it. And what this could look like is maybe um, if I could just get a raise this next coming year, or if I could just climb up another rung on the corporate ladder, that would be fruit. Jesus says, nope, that's false fruit. Or we might say, if I just could wear the right things and have all the latest technology, have an iPhone 5 in my pocket, because heaven forbid that I should have a, a 4S, and that's old school, and if you're like me, you have to have a Windows phone because your husband works for Microsoft, but if you could just have all the latest technology, then you would be good, and that would be fruit, right? Wrong. Jesus would say that's false fruit. Or you could just say, if I could just be cool, if I could just have somebody retweet something I tweeted and then I could retweet that they retweeted me and um, everybody will just know how cool because I've been retweeted so many times, that would be fruit. And Jesus says, no, that's not the fruit that I'm talking about. The fruit that Jesus is talking about is the fruit of the Spirit. And we find that in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. It's not going to be on your screen. We're going to flip back and forth. Let me just set this down. And get to Galatians. Galatians 5, 22 through 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Man, as I read those off, I was thinking to myself, I want those things. I want to be that kind of person. I'll take those things. So why is it important to stay connected to the true vine? If you're taking notes, our first point is staying connected produces fruit. What kind of fruit? The fruit of the Spirit. Another kind of fruit we want to produce is the fruit of transformation which is found in Romans 12, 12. Romans 12, 12 says, well, I thought I marked all of these, but I know where Romans 12, 12, 12, 12 2 is. Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, perfect, and pleasing will. God doesn't want us to stay um, like we are. He loves us too much for that. He wants us to transform into his image to where we look more and more and more like him every day. All right, we have the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the transformation. Next is the fruit of unification as one body. Let's look at Ephesians, Ephesians 4, 3 through 6. Ephesians 4, 3 through 6. It says, Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, 
Just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. We're going to go through these pretty quickly, but um, God wants us to be connected to the body. He doesn't want us to live this life alone. We've been talking about this a lot in the last few weeks and months. We, we can't live the life that God wants us to live apart from the body of Christ. So that's the fruit of transformation, uh, the fruit of unification, sorry. Next, we have the fruit of discipleship found in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Which says... Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So we, we talked about this a few weeks ago as well, right? We, we can't just say... Um, that we believe in Jesus and that we're a follower of Jesus and not uh, be a disciple of Jesus, right? He expects us um, to tell others about him. The next fruit is the fruit of love, which is found in 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames but have not love, I gain nothing. So we have the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of transformation, the fruit of unification, the fruit of discipleship, the fruit of love, the fruit of of servanthood. Pastor Aaron talked to us about servanthood about three weeks ago. It's where Jesus washes the disciples' feet, and then he says, it's found in, in, in uh, John 15, 13. Then he says, this is my command, love each other. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I got lost. John 13, 12. I'm on the wrong page. That's why. This is why I should have put them all in my notes. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightfully so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Well, maybe this morning you find yourself staying connected to the vine, but you just don't feel like there's any fruit. Maybe you have a friend or a family member that you've been praying for um, to come to Christ. And they just haven't yet. And in fact, instead of getting closer to Christ, they're going further away. Or maybe you have um, an anger issue. 
and you're just sick and tired of being so selfish and yet you're trying and you're trying to get out of it but you just can't or maybe you have a problem with lust and you're just like god i'm trying why do these these thoughts keep coming into my head but here's the thing god said if you remain in me and i remain in you you will bear much fruit he didn't say you may bear fruit he said you will bear much fruit so the key is to staying connected right we have to remain because friends when we don't remain in him nothing good comes of it our next point the opposite of being disconnected produces nothing pretty obvious right but not only does it produce nothing, let's look at John 15, 6. It says, I am the vine. This is 15. Let's start with 15, 5. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. But if anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers such branches are picked up thrown into the fire and burned not a good day for to be this branch right not a good day to be this branch we don't want to be this branch we want to be connected because when we're not connected friends it's so easy for us to fall into something that we wouldn't otherwise fall into and it can happen just like that we start doing little things like not coming to church every Sunday. We skip a Sunday here. We skip a Sunday there. Next, next thing you know, you're not coming at all. Then that leads you to watching things on TV that you normally wouldn't watch, uh, going places that you wouldn't normally go to, saying things that you wouldn't normally say, and on and on and on. And the next thing you know, all of the vows that you've made that you would never do, like, I will never put my work before my kids. It's not true anymore because you're suddenly do that. You're suddenly doing that. Or, I'll, I would never have an affair. Well, you could just find yourself in the middle of it. It happens just like that in an instant. Or you can say, I would never watch porn. I don't know why those people do that. Friends, if you don't stay connected to the vine, anything can happen. I know because... Quite a few years ago, I got disconnected. I just, like I said, little things happen, and I let busyness get in my way, and I let other things get in my way, and I just was going through the motions, just coming to church, going to Bible study, uh, volunteering, doing all the things that you, you do when you're a Christian, all the things that don't mean anything unless you're connected. I was doing all those things, and I was on my way to CVS, and I will never forget it. It was like, it was almost like I heard God, God's audible voice. I, I heard it in my heart. And he said, Michelle, what are you doing? You're wandering in the desert. And if you don't get out, you're going to die there. I remember like it was yesterday. And did he mean I was going to die a physical death? No, that's not what he meant. Well, one day. But he meant you're going to die spiritually. We have to remain connected, my friends. It's as simple as that. 
We get that, right? We get that we need to stay connected, and we say, yeah, we get it. That's important. I'll go with you on that. But the big question is this. How do we stay connected? We often lack motivation to stay connected, right? Here are some ways that we can stay, to stay connected. We can read God's Word, right? That's a good way to stay connected. We can pray. That'll keep us connected. What about fasting? It's a great way to stay connected. Coffee with a friend who speaks truth into your life. Can you stay connected that way? Absolutely. That's what I want to do today. That sounds good. Except for I'll have a, a, a frappuccino instead because I don't like coffee. Um, how about watching a sunrise over the mountains? Yes, please. I'll take that. Those are all good ways, like I said. But the, the problem is, is that many times we lack the motivation. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. What does God say fundamentally that we need to do to keep us connected? First thing, he says, you've got to do what Jesus says. John 15 says, if you will keep my commands, you will remain in my love. I love this illustration that Francis Chan has about a parent who tells his kid to go clean up his room. He says, you need to go clean up your room. And the kid leaves, and he comes back a few minutes later, and um, he said, uh, the parent says, well, did you clean your room? And he says, well, I memorized what you said about cleaning my room. And he says, well, but did you clean your room? And he says, well, I learned how to say it in Greek. And the parent says, but did you clean your room? And he said, well, I got together with a few of my friends, and uh, we talked about what it would look like for me to clean my room. And Francis Chan, uh, sorry, and the uh, kid says, um, and the parent says, you need to go clean your room. So the kid comes back, and he says, did you finally clean your room? And he said, I learned what the word clean means in Hebrew. That wouldn't fly, right? That wouldn't fly if that was your kid saying it to you. So why do we think that, that that's going to fly with Jesus? Why do we think that when Jesus tells us something, tells us to do something, and we don't do it and we give him excuses, why do we think that's going to fly? I'm talking to myself here. I, I can give excuses like, like nobody's business. So that's not good. We need to obey. We need to just do it. God's just saying, sometimes he's just saying, go clean your room. Has he been asking you for some time to go and um, do something that's outside of your comfort zone and you just keep putting it off? Go clean your room. Is he asking you to maybe um, get outside of yourself a little bit more and be a little bit less selfless and um, focus on somebody else's problems for a while? He's just saying, go clean your room. You just need to get up and go clean your room. Is he calling you to a ministry, but you maybe not feel equipped, or you maybe need to ask him for the hundredth time to confirm it to you some way? Just get up and go clean your room. We just need to clean our room sometimes. Sorry. Whenever I preach, I have to tell you that these sermons kick my booty before I ever get up here and preach to you. So when I'm up here, I'm just reliving what I've gone over the last couple, couple weeks as I prepared, and it's hard. It's hard to be obedient sometimes. It's hard to be obedient when we're nervous and when we, we lack the self-confidence, when we um, don't have time maybe to do, or we think we don't have time maybe to do what he's told us to do. It's hard to be obedient sometimes to my friends 
that's the way that we stay connected, is to get up and to clean our rooms. The second thing, um, second way we can stay connected is to love like Jesus loves. Jesus said this, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Here's the deal. When he added, as I have loved you, he kind of knocked it up there, right? He kind of raised, <laughs> raised the ante because if he had just said, love each other, that wouldn't have been any big deal, right? Because then I could have interpreted how I'm supposed to love you, and you could have interpreted how you're supposed to love me, and we would have been all good. But he didn't say that. He says, you have to love each other the way I have loved you. Jesus was um, having the Passover meal with his disciples. He had just had the Passover meal with his disciples, and they were arguing about who was going to be the greatest among them. And Jesus says, don't you get it? Don't you get it, boys? Whoever's going to be the greatest among you is going to be the one who serves. In other words, it's going to be the one who loves. We need to love like Jesus loved. And then in a dramatic fashion, he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. If you want to remain in my love, then you will keep my commands. And what I'm going to tell you to do is love each other as I have loved you. You want to know what the very next scripture is after that? He said, greater love has no one than this that he would lay down his life for his friends. He raised that standard way up there, didn't he? Here's the reason he did this, and, and he didn't just give us a list of things to follow, and he just said, do it like this, because we can't do it. We can't do it on our own. He wants us to do it in his power. I can't love like that, like he loves. I'm incapable. You can't love like he loves. You're incapable. Without being connected to the branch, we cannot love. But if we stay connected to the fruit, here's what happens. All of a sudden, little miracles start happening. And we have fruit here, and we have fruit there. And we love somebody here, and we love somebody there, which drives us back to the vine. And then it circles starts all over again. We go love somebody else, and we go love somebody else, and that drives us back to the vine, and it completes a cycle. And we all of a sudden have a lot of fruit. I'm going to show you a movie clip. It's from the movie Courageous. Um, in the scene that's leading up to this scene that we're going to watch, um, Javier has, is a guy who doesn't have much money. Um, he's been out of work, and he sometimes has to skip a meal just so his kids can eat. And so he really, really needs the money. Watch this. Oh, sorry. Wait. Don't show it yet. He really, really needs the money. And I don't think it shows this part, so I'm going to add it. He, um, his boss has asked him to fudge numbers to benefit the company and to benefit his boss. Now you can roll it. Getting discouraged. We laugh, but I bet you that's pretty true to real life, don't you think? Probably pretty true to real life. Javier knew how important it was to abide in Christ and stay connected to the vine. And because he did, fruit was produced. The fruit of faithfulness, the fruit of love, the fruit of self-discipline. All because 
He stayed connected, and God rewarded him for it. A.W. Tozer once said, if the Holy Spirit was withdrawn from the church today, 95% of what we do would go on and no one would know the difference. Pretty sad. If the Holy Spirit had been withdrawn from the New Testament church, 95% of what they did would stop and everybody would know the difference. Friends, I don't want that to be said about me. I don't want that to be said about us as a church. But if we're not connected to the vine, if we're not connected to the source, then it's true. Then we're this instead of this. I want to ask you a question today. What fruit are you producing in your life right now? What fruit is being evidenced in your life? You see, when we stay connected to the vine, what happens is that God gives, God gives us meaning in everything that we do. He turns our sorrows into joy. I talked to five different people before service started this morning. Five in the few minutes that I had between studying and coming in here. Five people that were hurting. Some of them were connected to the vine and they're just waiting for that fruit to come. Some of them haven't been connected to the vine in a long time. The good news is you can get connected to the vine today if you're not already. When we connect to the vine, God takes our loneliness and he fills it with his peace and he fills it with his comfort. When we're connected to the vine, he takes our desires, our wants, and turns them into his desires, which are far better than ours could ever be. When we are connected to the vine, he takes our wayward nature and he makes it his nature, produces fruit. I heard a song last week, and I don't think I've ever heard it before. Um, it's called Let Them See You. And I asked Jamie to sing it. She, she and Garen learned it in like three days, and I appreciate that they did that because it's been just going over and over in my mind, and I couldn't get away from it. And I want you to listen to the words. And then we're going to have prayer time, but I, I want you to listen to the words of this song and just don't sing. Close your eyes if you need to and just listen. Listen to it. Take away the melody. Take away the song I sing. Take away all the lies and the songs you let me write. Does the man I am today say the words you need to say? Let them see you in me. Let them hear you when I speak. Let them feel you when I sing. Let them Just let them see you in me. 
Who am I without your grace? Another smile, another face, another breath, a grain of sand, passing quickly through your hand. I give my life an offering. Take it all, take everything. Let them see you in me. Let them hear you when I speak. Let them feel you when I sing. Let them see you. Let them see you in me. With every breath I breathe, I sing a simple melody, but I pray they'll hear more, much more than a song in me. Let them see you in me. Let them hear you when I speak. Let them feel you when I Jesus in me. I want to be so connected to him that when they look at me, they just see him for his glory, not for mine. If we're not connected, we look like this. But if we're connected, we look like that. Which do you want this morning? We're going to pray. The altars are open. Sometimes we don't like to come down to these altars because we think, ugh. People are going to think I'm not connected to the vine, or people are going to think whatever that was just preached about. But these altars are a safe place. This is a safe place. If you've never been connected to the vine before, today is your day. Pastor Matt, I haven't asked him this yet, but he's going to come down. He's going to be over here on the right. Let him pray with you. Let him pray with you if you've never been connected to the vine. If you need to reconnect to the vine so that you can bear much fruit, Come up here and pray. You can pray where you are. But the truth is, when you get up and you take a step of faith, it says something to God and it says something to you inside your heart. Jamie and Karen are going to play a few verses of that again. And as they do, come on, let's pray together. Who am I without your grace? 
another smile, another face, another breath, a grain of sand, passing quickly through your hand. Take my life and word and for that for the fact that it does not return void God we love you this morning and we want you to abide in us and we want to abide in you God would you show us what that looks like for each one of us it's something different for each one of us we're in a different place God some are connected, Lord, and life is great right now. And I thank you for that, Lord. I pray that they recognize that and they rejoice in it and they celebrate it and they stay connected um, and not pull away because things are great. I pray that they stay connected and, and they realize that the reason why, why things are going so great is because they are connected, because of you, because all good things come from you, Lord. God, there are those of us that have are connected but... We don't understand why we're not bearing fruit. God, we're praying for our kids. We're praying for our kids who once knew you, but have wandered away. I prayed with somebody this morning for that. God, and we're wondering, where are you? Where's the fruit from my faithfulness? But God, your word says to remain in you and we will bear much fruit not maybe we'll bear fruit it says we will bear fruit so God help them to hang on until the fruit comes Lord God some, some of us are having marriage problems and, and we're wondering God what's going on we were so faithful we are so faithful we're remaining in you where's the fruit God would you help them to hang on would you heal 
the marriages? Would you, would you heal them? Lord, it takes two people to be in a marriage, three actually. Would you let them put you at the center, Lord? And then fruit will bear. God, there's some of us here this morning that have never been connected to the vine. We don't know who you are. We've never decided to follow you. We've never decided to give our lives to you. God, I pray that hearts would not be hardened right now, Lord. And that if there are people here that don't know you, that right now, right now, God, they would give their lives to you. It's so easy. Just have to say, Lord, I recognize that you are the Son of God, Jesus. And I want you in my life. Come into my heart. I repent of my sins. I'm sorry. And I want you to live life through me. I want to obey. I want you to be Lord of my life. It's that simple. And if you pray that, it's done. It's done. And you can begin to abide in Christ and see the fruit from that. God, as we, I pray as we go this week that this, would, this, this message would resonate into our, our hearts, God, that we would begin to let it take over everything, the way we think and the, and the way that we do things. Help us to remember that apart from you, we can do nothing. And God, I am actually thankful for that. I'm thankful that all I have to do is lean on you and you are in control. Would you let that sink in to us? God, thank you so much that you love us that much, that you would take our burdens as if they're yours. God, I pray that you would push the things that keep us from you far, far from our lives. I pray that we would obey your word. I would we pray that we would love the way you love because the truth is we can go to Bible study and we can do all of those things that Christians do and we can still not be connected to the vine. The way we stay connected is to obey and to love God. We can't do it in our own power, so we are asking you to take over. I thank you, God, that you're faithful and that if we ask, you will. We love you this morning, Lord. We know that in you, we can do anything. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.